This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America, the smart choice for ID implementations. Put citizens in control with Get Mobile ID, fully ISO compliant 18013-5, and surpasses AMVA guidelines. Learn more at getgroupna.com. Welcome to AMVACAST, bringing news, information, and expertise to the AMVA community. Here's your host, Ian Grossman. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the AMVACAST, everyone. This week, we are talking to Nebraska about work that they've been doing to work closer with and accommodate the deaf and hard of hearing community. So joining me this week is Sarah O'Rourke. Sarah is the Driver Licensing Service Administrator in Nebraska. Sarah, welcome to your first appearance on the Amphicast. Thank you, Ian. So the project we wanted to talk to you about, um, I think you've referred to it as the American Sign Language Driver Knowledge Test Project. Um, it's something you've actually won an AMVA award for, which is how it hit hit our radar. And so we wanted to hear a little bit more about it, what you've done, what the process took, and how the results are going. So um, if you could, maybe take us back to the, to the beginning of what were the conversations in Nebraska? What brought it to light that you said, hey, maybe there's something different we can do or we should be doing to help support this particular part of our population? Well, uh, we went out to bid for a new licensing system. And as part of that, uh, we uh, also asked for a new written knowledge test system and a skills test system. And as we went out to bid, we learned that um, some vendors had the capability uh, to offer American Sign Language. it was just another thing that we thought we could do to help the citizens of Nebraska. So we explored that a little bit further. Uh, Idemia was the vendor that was awarded the bid. And luckily they did have the American Sign Language option. Hmm. So we uh, certainly started exploring that with them. We got our Nebraska Commission for the Deaf of, and Hard of Hearing involved. and. They actually sent two or three individuals down to the Department of Motor Vehicles, and they went through all of the test questions with the American Sign Language uh, on there. And we wanted to see what their thoughts were about the translation into American Sign Language. Uh, They spent many hours by our side and provided a lot of constructive um, feedback to us and they eventually blessed the American Sign Language test. And so we started using it for our uh, Nebraska citizens. So let me ask you, I ask you this, like uh, someone who doesn't understand, because, <laughs> you know, we talk about the knowledge test here. We're talking about something that I think most people think of something that is written, right? And so you're reading the questions on, um, I would date myself, certainly when I took it, it was on a piece of paper, but we know most knowledge exams now are on a kiosk. And so you're reading on the kiosk and then selecting the answers, perhaps, or writing in an answer. Um, talk to me about why then American Sign Language would be needed or a uh, accommodation that would be useful for something that maybe traditionally would just be read. Yes, that's a good question. Um American Sign Language, it really is a different language 
uh, individuals who may be deaf or hard of hearing. Uh, some of those some of those individuals go the route of learning American Sign Language. That does not necessarily mean that they can read English and understand uh, when they read questions mm. and have to answer those questions. So uh, what we opted to do is it's, it's kind of like another language, like we offer Spanish in, uh, on our tests. And so now we're offering American Sign Language. And when you go to a written knowledge uh, testing machine in Nebraska, what you'll see is a test question that will come up along with an individual who is signing that test question. And mm. then the options of the answers are also signed as they come up in writing as well on the test machine. So it's, it's almost a, a version of subtitles. Yes, it, it's exactly like that. That's really a fascinating way to, to think about it. I don't know that we uh, always view the world of American Sign Language like a foreign language in that sense, the way the way you put it. Yeah, did you discover I'm, that shit? You know, as you started talking to your staff in, in Nebraska and other folks, did you experience a similar um, view of the world, I guess, as I've, I've expressed here? I tell you what, I had no idea until, until I started working with the Nebraska Commission for Deaf and Hard of Hearing that American Sign Language really is like a totally different language. Mm -hmm. I just made the assumption that those individuals, you know, learned how to read and write um, mm. the, the same language as English, like like I, I did. And they almost said they were learning American Sign Language in addition to the reading yes. and writing, but that very well may not, not have been the case. That's true. Very true. So how, how hard was it? You talked about you had some folks come in and you started to do that translation. Was that a difficult process? Was it hard to find the, you know, not unlike when you're translating into a foreign language, there are some words and phrases that are easily and naturally translatable. And then there are others where maybe they don't have that same meaning in that foreign language. Did you have any of those types of challenges as you were translating it into American Sign Language? Well, now we did not do the translation. Idemia sure. hired someone to do that, our vendor, our driver licensing vendor. Uh, so, you know, really they they did the heavy lift work. Mm -hmm. uh, and you didn't hear back did. from them. You didn't hear back from them. Hey, we're we're having trouble with what this phrase would equate to. We everything no, no. In fact, they were quite complimentary of the translation and how it was done. And so once uh, it was done and it was then integrated and, and available, did it take much on your side to roll it out? Or again, the vendor just kind of integrated it all into your kiosks, your platforms and how you were delivering the knowledge exam? Yes. I mean, basically, once again, Idemia did the hard work where they already had it incorporated into our testing system. Uh, and so individuals just when they come into the driver licensing office, they just have to indicate to the driver license examiner that they wish to use the American Sign Language version. Mm -hmm. And what about the, the staff in terms of being aware of it, understanding it, and offering it to those applicants? Did you have to do much training internally? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's kind of like if someone comes in and, and they mainly speak Spanish, you know, mm -hmm. uh, 
clearly the staff realizes that they have to offer a different version than just the English uh, version. Yeah. Um, so no, it wasn't okay. a, a big training curve for them either. How, how often are you finding people coming in, uh, requesting it, using it? Is that something you've been able to track? We have tracked it. It's, it's low usage, but for those individuals who are using it, it's, it's vitally important to them. Um, sure. And, you know, the way we used to do it in Nebraska was we would work with the Commission for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing to find a certified uh, translator. A lot of those individuals, those translators would be located in Lincoln and Omaha. Mm-hmm. And we may have um, a person who's deaf or hard of hearing all the way out west, eight hours away. Mm. We would have to pay those individuals to travel, take up their time to travel all the way across the state for a 25 question test. Mm. So this is more convenient for the individual who who needs the American Sign Language because mm-hmm. they can get it in any of our 93 counties. Right. Uh, when they walk in the door, it's available to them. We don't have to do a, a lot of scheduling and telephone calls between mm. them and the interpreter and our office. And uh, obviously, we don't have to pay for that interpreter right. any longer to go all the way across the state. To a so you've not only you've made it more of an equitable access to your population and save the agency significant time and money and resources. That's right. And yes, and it, it's so much, it's so much more convenient and they're going through the same process that anybody else is going through. Yeah. And, and so even though you say it's not been used much for those that have utilized it, have you got any, any feedback from the applicants in terms of the, the ease of using that translation, the effectiveness, the clarity of that, that translation uh-huh. that either has reinforced what you've done or said, okay, well, we need to go back and tweak and make these updates. You know, I haven't had any feedback, which typically tells me that it's a really it's good translation. Well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you always hear when things aren't working. That's right. So I, I think it's working fine. Uh, people are passing the test. They're understanding mm. it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very pleased with the fact that we did move in this direction to help yeah. uh, the individuals who may be deaf or hard of hearing. So obviously this was very specific to the knowledge exam, but I would imagine as you do that, it would naturally raise questions about the the entire process and the customer delivery to that population. So has this led to other conversations about how you accommodate and communicate with those particular individuals? You mean when we go out and do the, the skills test? Well, whether it's the skills test or when they come to the counter or when you're working with their documents, um, you know, obviously there's a whole life cycle of dealing with a hard of hearing applicant from the time they walk in the door to the time they leave for any transaction, let alone a driver licensing one. So, you know, I'm curious whether it's led to, you know, how ASL or other types of interactions has, you know, been viewed or or looked at now that you've expanded this one particular area. Um, You know, we've never really had a hard time uh, communicating with this population. Um, American Sign Language, the test definitely uh, was needed 
because it's so extensive and uh, much more difficult to communicate. Uh, now, mm -hmm. if you're going to go out and give a skills test or you're looking for documentation mm -hmm. or something like that, that, you know, a lot of times uh, they may have another individual with them that can assist. Uh, as far as the skills tests, a lot of um, hand signals seem to work very well. Um, so we're not really having difficulty in those other areas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how do you how do you interact with them at the counter currently? Do you have one of the um, I mean, there are certain devices and technologies where you could type real time back and forth across the counter. Is that is that common in, in Nebraska? No, it's not common in Nebraska. Um, okay. Basically, I I think a lot of times they do have another individual with them, or you know they are prepared when they come into the office, and there's not a lot of issues. Mm. Okay. So what, what are the other uh, lessons um, if, let me ask you the, this question about lessons. You know, other jurisdictions might be listening and thinking they want to do something similar. Obviously, you relied heavily on your vendor to do it, but working with that vendor or what you've, you've observed, what might be some tips that you might give your fellow jurisdiction members who want to consider doing a similar project? Well, I would definitely work with their local commissions for the deaf and hard of hearing. They are a wonderful resource. Um, it also kind of opens, you know, we, we kind of get lost in the DMV world sometimes where we think everyone knows everything that we do and or at least they should know everything we do. And, you know, I just so enjoyed interacting with those folks. Uh, and they kind of, they kind of opened the door for me on things a little bit. And, you know, even though this sometimes isn't widely used in Nebraska, mm -hmm. even if it's, you know, 50, 100 times that it is used, that, that's an, a population group that is really being helped by this. And so, you know, my philosophy is if we can make things easier for people, when they're in there interacting with the DMV, then that's really what we want to try to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to talk to me a little bit more about working with that commission. They, I mean, I assume they were excited about this. They were enthusiastic. Did they, you know, they brought ideas to the table as well, in addition to working with your vendor? Oh, they were great. I mean, they came down, they, they went through every single test question to see how it was signed. Um, they were fun to work with. Um, mm -hmm. They were very appreciative of what we were doing. Um, and, you know, I know I, I would feel very comfortable going to the commission. And if I needed their help in doing anything further, I know without a doubt that they would jump right in yeah. and help us. And so is there more to more to do in this space? Or do you feel like, okay, they've got the the exam is done. We've got these ways we're communicating in other areas. And so we're, we're settled now, or has this led to any future projects or future ideas, whether ASL related or other translated related services in any sense? Well, I think for this population, unless they let me know that anything's missing, I think we're pretty settled for now. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're exploring now in Nebraska is, uh, we currently have our English Nebraska driver's manual for those that drive cars. 
uh, in an audio version on our website. We, we now want to start moving toward, we have the Spanish manual on, but it's currently not in audio format yet. Mm. Uh, that's our next project. We want to put that in audio versions for um, maybe some Spanish speaking folks that may have a hard time um, reading Spanish. Uh, we also have a practice test in English, and we're, we'd like to get that translated into Spanish. Mm -hmm. uh, we are working in Nebraska on an appointment system, an all appointment system, which uh, in our Lincoln and Bellevue and Omaha offices, which are our lar larger offices in the state, we'd like people uh, to be able to make an appointment so they don't have to come into an office and perhaps sit there for an hour. Mm. And really, I'm kind of gearing this toward people who work and or go to school and they don't want to have to, uh, you know, sit there for a long time. They can just make an appointment for a certain time. And also for the elderly, I mean, I don't want them having to stand in line to get numbers and then have to sit at the exam station for an hour or so mm -hmm, waiting for mm -hmm. service. So we're yeah. trying to move in directions that really improve our customer service. Actually, I should say keep improving our customer service. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, you talked a lot about adding more in, in Spanish. Um, I would imagine like so many different states are seeing there's been so much movement the past few years of people moving in and out of different jurisdictions. Uh, I'd imagine, you know, a place like Nebraska that maybe historically hasn't seen huge shifts in populations, maybe in the more recent years, you're seeing changes in some of your demographics and the types of customers that you have to serve. Definitely. We're seeing uh, probably the same thing a lot of other states are seeing. Uh, it's a challenge because uh, I, I guess my philosophy kind of is you have to have a Nebraska driver's manual uh, so that people can study before you, you know, perhaps could have uh, tests in that language. And so currently hmm. we only have the Nebraska driver's manual in English and Spanish. Um, we do have a nonverbal test that is a picture test. Um, it's something I think we pilfered from the state of Kansas many years ago, mm. uh, that if you do not speak or read English or Spanish, then that is an option. Uh, personally, I'd, I'd like to improve on that in the future. I, I think uh, everyone should have the opportunity uh, to be able to uh, understand the rules of the road and Nebraska requirements in their language and uh, perhaps even take the tests in their language. Um, and right now, I think there could be some improvement in Nebraska on that. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds like uh, some exciting new projects ahead to expand the, the access to that, to that information. You know, whether yeah. it is because it's a different language or, you know, because you don't necessarily are able to read or comprehend language may not mean you're not capable of safely driving a vehicle. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, and, you know, the nice thing about our written test machines as well is that they do have the audio version of the English and Spanish on them as well. Mm -hmm. So for the English and Spanish speakers, uh, we have an option for them. Uh, for the other individuals, um, there, there could be room for improvement. Yeah.
And at the end of the day, it's all about getting people safely inside of the, the system and the process. That's right. Well, Sarah, I really appreciate you spending some time with us today. Um, it sounds like it was an exciting and successful project that's expanded access and got you some resource savings along the way, which I know probably wasn't the, the purpose of the project, right? You set out to really expand the access and provide equitable services to this population. And I think the, maybe the unexpected benefits was, oh, we also saved the agency some money as well now that we're doing things more efficiently. That's right. Yeah. We were happy well, to do it. Yeah. Appreciate the time. Congratulations on receiving an award for this initiative um, that, you know, doesn't go without without saying um, for this. Nebraska uh, is the winner of the Excellence in Government Partnership Award uh, for Region 3, as well as the Innovative Use of Technology winner. So congratulations on that. Thank you. We're very excited to get the award from AMBA. Yeah. Well, thanks for spending some time with us today, Sarah. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to this week. And if you have questions, you know, you can reach out to Sarah in Nebraska. I'm sure she'll be happy to tell you more and more about it. And uh, as always, thanks to our producers, Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Until next week, everyone, stay well. Thank you for joining us for AmbaCast, hosted by Ian Grossman, produced by Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin, music by Gibson Arthur. This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America. Visit us at amvacast.podbean.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.